Welcome everybody to Way of the Blade, the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Schneider, author of Way of the Blade, 100 of the Greatest Bloody Matches in Professional Wrestling History, and writer on the Segunda Caeta blog. I'm pleased to be joined by a longtime internet friend of mine, uh, inter- uh, wrestling historian, uh, a real expert on the golden age of wrestling, which is what we're talking about here on this podcast, Lee Casebolt. Lee, how are you, my friend? I am super excited to do this, man. I've been looking forward to this uh, since since we first talked about it, so this is this is great. All right, and the match we are talking about today is Moose Cholock versus Larry Cheen from April tenth, nineteen sixty three, in Chicago, I believe. Uh, so one of the the second oldest match in my book, and a real uh, barn burner, and probably one one of those sort of matches that I imagine most of the people who were reading the book had not seen. So uh, I really am excited to talk a little about it and hopefully get some folks excited about checking it out because it's really uh, a really, really cool match and very different, I think, from what people think of American wrestling in the early 60s to be. Yeah, Larry Shane is a guy I use to... Anytime I'm talking to people who are fans of current wrestling who are looking to expand beyond, you know, the whatever's on Raw and AEW or whatever... Um, and I want to go back into the past. Larry Shane's a guy I use as an intro a lot because he's not very famous. Um, so you can pre- be pretty sure that whoever you're talking to has not seen him before. But he's a guy who he will fit in. He would fit into any era of wrestling easily. Yeah, I, I mean, mean a guy was, with a lot of lot of athletic moves, timing them very well, and a guy who can kind of get down there and throw and. And, you know, sold really well, really a, a, like a five-tool wrestler. Again, for somebody who is not very well-known and not certainly not the first or even the 50th name you think of when you think of Golden Age professional wrestling, right? You can go pretty deep into the well of naming names uh, oh, before yeah. you ever get to Larry Cheen. Uh, Moose yeah, Sherlock's people, well, people well-known. People will sure. talk about, you know, like Luthez and Buddy Rogers and maybe Pe- Like, if you talk to somebody and ask them like uh, about a mo- match from the the fifties or maybe sixties, you might see somebody who's seen like the, the buddy Rogers, Pat O'Connor match that was on like a thousand videotapes and ESPN classic played a million times. But right. and this but, match was an ESPN classics match too, right? Just it not. Was. That's actually, that's actually how I first saw it. I was, uh, like 20 some years ago, I was working overnight security dispatch in my, my first job out of college. I come home at like seven 30 in the morning Flipping through channels. Oh, wrestling's on. I don't know who the hell these guys are. Let's. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What is this? <laughs> who, who are these guys? I mean, Moose Cholock is a big, big, big guy. What would you guess he is? Three, yeah, they, 350, 370? They, they bill him at 350, and they, yeah, he's, he's every ounce of that. Yeah. And it's probably 6'2", uh, or 6'3". Yeah, the, like 6'2 six, six to 6'4 six, range, probably. He reminds me, like, when when you guys were doing the, the review in the book, I think one of you, I don't remember if it was you, or if it, maybe it was Eric in the, the other review uh, for, for Segunda Kaida, compared him to Vader. And, but to me, and I've been re-watching him a lot the last couple days, he reminds me a lot, he reminds me more of Ray Trailer. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, uh... That is a good comparison, and it's, it's he's he's got that he's you know that that big guy, he's got the bulk, but he's also athletic. He's quick. 
and the quickness he, I think is the thing that stands out the most when you watch it. Like, yeah, God damn, this guy moves fast. He is. So, the, one, I think the the announcer compared him to a baby hippo. Yeah. at one point, which was hysterically funny and true. Yes, and yeah, he. I mean, there, there's a really early in this match. There's this like single like takedown where he just shoots like he's. You know, it's like this weird Gable Stevenson rolling. or something like that. We're just like, holy crap! He grabbed it's that leg rolling fast. thing that like you would expect like Tim Thatcher or John Gresham to do. Yeah. And here's this dude who's the size of Tim Thatcher and John Gresham put together. Yeah, maybe you could, maybe you could throw in, uh, um, you know, Dan Maccabi too. <laughs> maybe all three of them. All three. Of them. <laughs> but the but the other thing that made me think of trailer is he's really good at. Um, Sherlock's really good at sh- like looking like a goof when he needs to. Like he's not afraid to look like he's confused or scared or hurt in a way that a lot of super heavyweights just don't do. Right, Vader would if the Vader would stooge, but it would be in a very like now you've this grizzly bear is going to come murder you way. Right, not in like the your Sherlock's got the. The amateur singlet on. I mean, he used to come to the ring wearing a moose hat, like, I, a, like a moose head, and they would, you know, like I mean, just like you know, it's kind of yeah. The only the only thing missing from this match is the moose head. Yeah, we don't get to see the moose head. It's very sad. I've read about the moose head. Uh, um, you, you said you were watching other. You mentioned you uh, off camera. You had been watching a bunch of other Cholock. Is there, are there any like matches on YouTube where he has the moose head? Oh yeah, uh, there's there's one I was just watching earlier today. Uh, him and Bo, Bo Brazil, and that, this was like a, you will love this match because like the first five minutes of it, I think it's just the two of them throwing punches at each other. Oh, nice! With like, and it's not like a my turn, your turn forum exchange. It's the I think I see an inch of daylight. I'm gonna just wing a, a fist over there, and whatever happens, happens. Uh. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. I mean, a lot of the I haven't seen a ton of Boa Brazil, but a lot of the stuff what? I've seen, he was super old. Well, so. yeah, that's that's the I, I, I that thing kind of just kind of popped up in the YouTube rotation, and I was like, uh, Bobo Brazil match, mm. and completely forgetting that all the Bobo Brazil stuff I've seen is from like the late seventies into the eighties when he's I don't know how old. Yeah, sixty. Not the like mid sixties when he's in his prime. So prime Bobo Brazil, fun to watch. I mean, he, he's. He's kind of like, and this is the. Um, I'm not sure if this is this is a, like a PC sort of comparison, but he he's got a little junkyard dog to him. Okay. In that, like, there's there's like a clear delineation of old can't do stuff, Bo Brazil, but there's also like young, athletic, moving, charismatic. Like, oh, that's that's why Bobo Brazil got to be a big star. Oh, right. I see it now. Yeah, that, cool. I'll have to check that out. I mean, I'm intrigued by. It. I mean, obviously, what rewatching this, you get excited to see more. I mean, both these guys, right? Like, and Larry Cheen's a guy who's had other other really. What it, there's probably what? How many Larry Cheen matches do you guess exist on tape? I'm, I'm guessing I have seen as many Larry Shane matches as any human living. <laughs> But maybe and, there's some really, really, really old person like, who lived in Chicago in the 50s right. and was like a kid and used to go to the, to the scene more. Because Gene died pretty young, if he, I remember correctly. Like a, year, uh, like a year after this match, he was like 39, I think, so, something like that. He was in a car accident. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, but, it's sad. Yeah, there, I mean, there are like... There, there are probably five Larry Shane matches on YouTube. There aren't ten, I know that. 
they're all good. I mean, all the ones they're, I've oh, seen are really yeah, good. They're all, they're all excellent. They, a new one dropped like a year ago, I think, maybe. Uh, the Rocky Colombo match, whenever yes, that I've came seen out. That. That's really great. Yeah, and that was that was one of like the three most exciting things to be in pro wrestling in the last three years. It's <laughs> the new Larry Shane. I catch it. <laughs> the new Larry Shane. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Shane season. Are we, are we, maybe, maybe we need to like uh, kick. Is how much how much Shane is sitting in the Chicago archives on Earth? Right. I mean, there they, there's a big. Isn't there like at some point a big list of everything they have, and you can pay like a hundred bucks and they'll send it to you. I. This is the first I'm hearing of that. I'm, so, I'm under the impression that the way the Chicago Film Archives work is that they've got that to get stuff released now, you pay some sort of amount of money and they send it to you. And if you want to put it on YouTube, you can, or you can have them put it on YouTube. And I think that's the way the most recent stuff from their archives has been released is people have kind of like sponsored it. So do, do you do we start a Kickstarter or? I, I, mean, I mean, first we have to see how much uh, what, what's on there, but maybe we start a Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll throw a few bucks at that. Yeah, that sure, I can probably give it to my wife. This is worth oh, useful useful use of our money, right? Like, well, couldn't I? I give it to that. <laughs> maybe all the proceeds from my book will just go to buy fifties wrestling uh, from the Chicago <laughs> Film Archives. So the. Uh, <laughs> Tell like, oh, did you end up getting any uh, royalties from it? Well, I got some, but I fighted the right to the Chicago Film Archives for uh, for a Mildred Burke match. So, you know, <laughs> money well spent, sweetheart. <laughs> your, your, your contribution to American culture. Yeah, exactly. You're a, you're a patron of the arts. Yeah. So, I mean, I the, so we talked a little about how big Cholock is, and Sheen is a, I mean, he's a junior heavyweight, right? Would you imagine? Yeah, he, the, like they list him at like 5'10", 225, I think. Yeah. So he's like he'd be a Haas wrestler today. Right. But. <laughs> exactly. But you know, in the period of then, so he's you know, right. He's a smallish guy, certainly a lot smaller than Cholak, and Russell's like a junior heavyweight, right? Yeah. He has a great yeah. drop kick. Uh, you know, these leapfrogs and, and you know, all of those things. We need to talk about the, his like ref vaulting drop kick for yeah, just a incredible. It looks like Which something you'd see at the yeah, it looks greatest like, spot. It is. It looks. It really looks like something you might you know see out of like one of the rascals or some shit like that. Twenty twenty, not necessarily out of guy nineteen sixty two. The first time I saw this match, um, it was like it was like ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. And I saw I saw him do that. We talked about a little bit about this before we started recording. I'd com- when when I saw this match in the book, I'm like, I love that match, and I'd completely forgotten there was blood in it. That right, this isn't a bloodbath. Yeah, I didn't remember that. What I did remember was Larry Shane vaulting over the ref and drop kicking Moose Cholak in the face. Yeah, and the ref's kind of this dumpy look. He looked like Danny right. DeVito a little bit. Um, so it wasn't like he was leaping. A, wasn't like he was leaping a seven foot. Referee, it's a small referee. Still very, right. still he goes over pretty high. You know what I mean? This isn't what like you. Sometimes you'll see the guy in the dunk contest. I'm going to dunk over Shaq, and I barely clear his head. I mean, he got some height on this ref uh, for sure, and really connects with with Cholock. But I'm, so I'm watching this in like the middle of the Monday Night Wars era, and my first thought is like somebody needs. I, I need to see like Chris Jericho or Eddie Guerrero stealing this spot. Yeah, it would have been a great Eddie Guerrero. Would have been amazing. Like that would have been a great match, uh, great finish. I don't think Ger- I don't Monday think Ger- I don't know if Jericho had the had the uh, even in his prime had the uh, yeah. had the had the hops for that. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, you you, you see Jer- you see Jericho jump. It's like you know he gets 
I mean, I jumps higher than me, but you, know, you didn't get the sense he had like springs in his leg necessary, yeah. <laughs> necessarily. Uh, for sure. Like, but I so maybe I don't know if he could do it. I think the ref would really have to lean over. But like Eddie could have done it for sure, and certainly you know Ray or Hoovy, you know Hoovy clear the ref by a by a foot. Right. Like any any random luchador or junior of the of the time. Right. It's good. I should maybe we should. Uh, you know, send this pot. I mean, I still somebody could steal it, right? I mean, it's twenty years later. I I I threw this up on one of my Twitter accounts uh, like a year ago, probably. I'm like, somebody has to steal this spot, and apparently, like somebody in Japan did it like ten years ago. Oh, really? I don't remember who now? So I've I, I have video evidence that two people in the history of wrestling have done, done the, the spring off the thing. I just I mean I, I sort of one of the other things I like to do when I'm on spot is have the sort of match running in the background. I just got to that spot. God damn, does he get some good distance? <laughs> and he like kind of he kind of uses the ref the top of the ref's bald head as almost like a <laughs> catapult into Cholak's face. I mean, he really he really cracks him with that dropkick too. That's not a I, that's not I a uh, Cholak doesn't take a bump off of it. He just like sort of eats this two uh, boots in his face. Kind of like, oh, God, fuck, what did you just do to me? <laughs> and then you can tell he, gotta, gets, he gets kind of pissed off. I think he starts really wailing on him after that. I got to wonder, did they did they mention this to the ref ahead of time? Like, by the way, this is going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly am not somebody who is super familiar with the way uh, matches were uh, called and constructed in the early 60s. So, uh, you know, I think both these guys are dead. The ref's dead. It may remain a mystery forever, uh, sadly. Uh, that's what you like. So when you suggest, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get Moose Cholock or Larry Cheat on the pod. <laughs> so no problem. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was kind of like, like on, on the online equivalent of like raising my hand and yeah. waving it back and forth. Like, me, pick me, pick yeah. me. I'm like, we'll see. Because we got, uh, you had Tony Khan on and... Uh, yeah, John Snowden on, like, I haven't written a book, I don't own a promotion, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he's not going to find a lot of people who have actually seen this match. Who so. actually, yeah, and have done the, done the deep dives, right? Have watched all the Cheen, watched all the Cholock. Um... Uh, Moose Moose gets the grabs the first fall with that he with it like the big splash. Oh, he's got a great looks, looking. He's got a looks great looking amazing. big splash. I mean, he really does look. Like he envelops the guy that uh, the guy that he lands that on, and then she gets the second one with the with the head scissors. Head scissors yeah. Nice looking head scissors too. Charlie takes a really good bump on it. Uh, you get a sense he would have been a guy who would have been a, a really fun uh, high flyer base. I don't know how much opportunity there was to be a high flyer base in 1962. But you get a sense what? that like Cholak would have had some really good matches on Nitro if he got matched up with like Hector Garza or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he he wrestled Shane a lot. I was going through uh, wrestling data just to see kind of what else they'd done around that era. So this was like um, a touring match. So yeah, that, that they did. Um, they, you know, the records aren't really extensive as far as I can tell, but they did this match like four or five times in a couple months. Um, if you, if I had lived, if, if I had lived in Des Moines in 1963 and hadn't been negative 12 years old, I could have gone and seen this live. And seen it live? Yeah. I imagine it was a, it's a great matchup. Um, and, uh, this is, is this for a title of some sort? Like what is the, I don't li- think so. Cholak they, they held met- the title, right? Like Cholak was at some point, uh, some sort of fake world champion. 
they, the, the two of them, like, I think it was the, is it the, the IWA, International yeah. Wrestling Association or something, a, an organization I am not familiar with at that era. But um, probably no relation yeah. to the, the King of the Death matches IWA, right? E- either not. of them, either of the King although, of the Death matches IWA, although, Mid South I mean, or uh, absolutely see some like Japanese money mark buying a 1960s U.S. title belt. Oh, sure. just for the, the the pretend lineage. It's funny but, we're talking about this. This match actually kind of feels a little like something you would see in IWA Mid South. Like, you know what I mean? That's almost, it's a, yeah. it's a weird, like, thing to think about when you're thinking about a match for 1962. But I can totally see this being, like, you know, a, a match Ian would book, and then he would come out afterwards and talk about these guys or the future of the business or whatever. <laughs> like, like this kind of, like, uh, you know, like, little, a little high flyer versus giant, agile, big guy, right? Like, this could be, there's a, a really incredible IW Mid-South match between Congo Kong and a guy named Danny Cannon, who I don't think it did much in their career. I don't know if you ever... Oh, I think I've seen that. I was on a big Congo Kong kick like five years ago. Yeah, it's a match where there's a big spot where Danny Cannon basically grabs onto a, uh, like a eye beam above the ring. Oh, yeah. And then like, like hanging from the hangs ceiling. Hangs from the ceiling and like did, does like a double stomp onto Congo Kong's back. I mean, it kind of was like the match that this kind of reminds me of. Like this, this is the lineage of this is how the lineage of this IWA leads into the other IWA. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. And the third fall is just an absolute corker. Then it goes into a fist fight, which is really great. Oh yeah, it's it's what like what like the only thing I was I I had to argue with you about. I was going through the the review and. You said something about about Larry Shane not having great punches, and that is a vile slander against Larry Shane and his amazing punches. Um, I'm watching him now. He like they are pretty good. I don't know why I said that. Uh, to get out to get uh, <laughs> I gotta just pull the book from circulation. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> Tell John we're going to do a second edition. Yeah, and, it's uh, just just so I can change that. I mean, there's some that end up a little open-handed. It's yeah. not Lawler, but uh, but uh, it definitely but, the effect of them is really great. Somebody does he hit somebody with somebody's shoe? Hits Sherlock yeah. with a shoe, I think. I, I think he's, he's like somebody at, at ringside either slipped him a shoe or he stole somebody's shoe. I don't know, and then just runs sprints across the ring and drills. Moose. Yeah. Moose has great looking punches. Moose really looks like he has beaten the living shit out of Gene in this mat in this third fall. And he's got really great looking headbutts too. He does. And the, he, the, the, he, he hits a couple of forearms in the corner that just thud. Yeah. And it's like again, you don't necessarily think I mean it's wrong. That's a wrong thing not to think of of uh of sixties wrestling to be this kind of violent brawling. Because uh, that's not true. There was a lot of really great violent brawling in the sixties, and, and you know a lot of guys became very famous. In my book, there's a great Johnny Valentine Wild Bill Curry match from later in the sixties that is a similar kind of slugfest. And there were guys who really did this kind of like big fist fight wrestling back then. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys who you know people know from their work in the seventies and early eighties who got started in the sixties who were doing this stuff. I, again, I was going through looking at what other stuff Moose had done. And he was in this tournament in, um, Amarillo or Abilene, some Texas town that starts with a, and like the semifinals is him and Wahoo McDaniel. And like, uh, yikes. Who do I got to kill to pick up some footage of that? Oh my God. I imagine that was just an absolute war. Young, young, right out of the NFL. Wahoo. And Cholot just beat, I'm sure, just beating the bricks off of each other. 
like the the it, the listing says it's only like four and a half minutes long, and I'm just I'm sure that's just like four minutes and twenty nine seconds of people winging punches. <laughs> yeah, I mean the second round of Hagler herds wasn't very long right. either, but I'm sure that this is kind of what that was like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wahoo, one of my all time favorites, just you know, like an absolute absolute monster and and cholock you gotta i mean like i said there's i mean we said there's what five or six cheat matches there's probably around five or six cholock matches there's, too. i right? think there's i think there's like 10 cholock matches since um because shane since he died early right like so like from like 64 on there's nothing but moose kept working until the the 70s so there's there's later stuff of him um, a good rule of thumb: If you see the match, if it's in black and white, it's probably really good. If it's in color, Moose is old and slow, and this match sucks. That's <laughs> good to know. Black and white Moose is good. Color Moose, not so much. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, the end. The end of this match, they just start chucking each other, taking these huge. Both guys take huge bumps to the floor. I mean, it really is crazy. This match is <laughs> as old as you're like, oh. Chola, you know, Larry Cheese is like a psychosis level bumper to the floor. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing that people were doing in 1963, but he just like flies over there with like, you know, barely touches the top rope, lands on his hip. Uh, I mean, just crazy. I was rewatching re this, like I said, because I had not, I hadn't watched it in, in so long. And so I didn't remember, remember what the finish was. And the, the I think it's the second uh, big bump Shane takes out of the ring. It's in the third fall. They've been just beating the crap out of each other. And Moose hurls him, right, like, right towards camera. Larry goes over the top. Like, this, that would have been a, would have been a completely believable finish. Sure. If they'd done a count out there, everyone would have been pissed off. But, like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, it really is. It, it, it's a cool, one of the cool things about this match is the sort of, build of it, right? Because the early part of the match has got, I don't want to say comedy spots, but it's got some sort of stuff where, you know, Cheen is messing with Cholock's uh, um, sh- uh, shoelaces. I sort of, love the shoelaces spots. Oh my god. Like like, I, I'm not a big comedy wrestling guy. I, mostly because it's not funny. Like, people do their, especially like modern, ironic. And there's a big difference between the kind of kind of comedy you see in this match or Arn Anderson pointing to his head and then yeah. getting knocked then, then some guy doing you know testing out there I I tried out for the fourth team at, UC, at UCB and then they didn't accept me but I've really wanted to do this character ever since shit I mean it's very <laughs> different stuff right right I mean right. even the best improv comedy is can often be hard type hard to watch right like even the absolute elite level improv comedy it's probably 60% messes right even like you know this yeah. is the California First team California UCB, you go to you see those guys, you're like, eh, some of this was funny. So when you get to like the level of guys on the indie wrestlers doing improv comedy, I mean, you're talking about like, oh, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be, it's rough. Gonna be rough. But that's very different than Larry Cheen tying Moose Show. Larry, yeah, Larry Cheen does stuff that it comes. The thing is, it comes organically out of the wrestling, right? Like I'm doing this thing. What would be a logical thing for me to do from here? That's also kind of funny. So I'll. I don't know. I'm kind of getting screwed with. Let me tie this guy's sh- shoelaces together. What else, the hell else am I going to do? This guy is a, a he, he's monster. Yeah, he's funny. beating the crap out of me. I got to find somebody to. I'm going to jump over the rough. I got to do something here. Quick story. I want. I saw. I've seen a shoot uh, shoelaces spot. 
Really? Tell me about this. So, um, like, uh, like 2002 ish. I was I was going to this like MMA catch wrestling gym. It's actually like the basement of a small town YMCA in rural Illinois. Me and my best friend Josh are training there, and um, I'm not athletic at all, not even a little bit. Josh kind of, um, and we're training with with this room, and it's a room full of like the the guards of the nearby federal prison, um, and so. Ross are is is our is like the head of the the like prison SWAT team and the head coach. So Ross and Josh are, are rolling, and Ross goes for this knee bar, and while he's doing it, he stops, holds Josh in place. Like they're still Josh still thinks he's going to get out of this, is held in place, and apparently Josh's shoe had come untied, so Ross just ties his shoe for him. <laughs> And then goes back to trying to break his leg. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me tie this for you, and then I'll twist your ankle until it hurts. It's, it's, the, it's one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in martial arts. Yeah, that really is. And, uh, that's and incredible. One, and, and Ross 100% thinks he's being a nice guy, just trying to help out. Right. Instead, it's, it's just like, you're. This, is, this shows you how little concern I have for you. I'm going to tie your shoe for you. Let me let me let me let me, uh, here, let me let me let me take a little let me put a little spit on my finger and wipe off a little uh a little dirt on your cheek here. Let's get back to fighting. Yeah, yeah so- very Shane. Just organically funny. There's another um I can't remember if it's the either the Rocky Colombo match or a match he had with a guy named Gordon Hessel. Again, a guy no one listening to this will know, but look him up. Um they're doing a like pin reversal spot. One guy's on top. One, two, and then they like bridge and roll. Other guys on top. One, two, bridge and roll. Like repeat. Sure. And they keep doing it, and it, like five or six times. And the like the last one as they roll, they want the because the refs try to follow them as they go around the ring and, and count. The last one is that they roll. They go on top of the referee. Just roll right on top of them. That's great. Just roll right on top I, of I them. Think I, I do, that sounds familiar because I think I've seen the I've seen I think the hassle in the column. I've seen the Colombo match for sure. I think we wrote that up on Segunda Kaid. Yeah, you guys wrote that that one up. You should write up the Hessel match. People okay. like that. That's on my list. Um, I'm reading. So I'm reading a little about Larry Cheen. Uh, I found a blog of, of an old blog describing him. Uh, relatively recent post, probably why I didn't see it when I was doing research for the book. Um, and listen to this story. They talk about his feud with La Bestia, the Sicilian sheep herder, where apparently uh, on a uh, on a television uh, show. To promote an Olympia event in Detroit, he uh, the bestia caught him behind with a bear hug, shook him up and down, and squeezed him. Uh, and the ref had to stop the match. And he ended up with a torn stomach muscle. So Cheen did the color commentary on the TV to set up the big grudge match with the Beast uh, that ended up in a two out of three. Fall. It ended up with the Beast getting disqualified when he lost control. Uh, so that was on TV, man. I want to see La Bestia, the Sicilian sheepherder yeah. against Leaping Larry Cheat in a grudge match. Holy hell. <laughs> um, so yeah, only wrestled oh, for 13 it, years, died when he wasn't even 40, um, when his car hit a telephone pole. So sort of a, a sad story, but really, like, I think, you know, one of the cool, one of the... I don't know. I mean, if somebody told me if we had 50 Larry Cheen matches, would he be a guy that would would rank in a 
top 50 wrestlers of all time, it kind of feels like it, right? It feel, I mean, he's yeah, he's a guy I, I've only seen maybe like is it five Larry Shane matches. Like two of them are basically squashes. He's he's got like a three minute TV match against a really young Gary Hart. Um, but everything that goes like the the Moose Cholock match, the Gordon Hessel match, the Rocky Colombo match, those are all like you you can match those up against anything anybody's yeah. done as far as I'm I mean. Really, it's one of the it really is kind <laughs> of a cool. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've discovered going through all of this French catch footage over the last year and a half is you'll see these guys where they'll wrestle three times. You're like, God damn, this motherfucker was probably, you know, one of the all-time greats, and we've got two matches in, so it's, you can't really ever say that. Um, I don't know if you... Uh, uh, Tony Oliver, I think, is the guy that I bring up the most when I talk about this, where he has basically two matches, and he looks like he's just an all-time great. And he has two matches. I don't know, you, know, you can't break a guy over two matches, but Jesus. And it's... What, one of the one of the rants I go on 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 Twitter every once in a while because people love to do the like who's the most underrated wrestler of all time, and every time you do that, you end up with a thread full of like oh Brad Armstrong, oh Arn Anderson, oh Barry Windham, oh like random favorite mid card guy of my right. youth or incredibly famous person. Right, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think I think like the one time I saw like. Uh, somebody mentioned Ricky Steamboat and Antonio Cesaro. The the guy who was an NWA world champion was uh, on, on multiple WrestleManias and Starcades. Semi, yeah, main event in multiple pay-per-views. <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy everyone says is one of the greatest baby faces and sellers of all time. That guy's underrated, really? <laughs> yeah, the the answer is <laughs> Leaping <good>. Larry Cheat. <laughs> Shane, right? I mean, that's the answer. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the answer, yeah, the answer to that question is: There's some guy who like wrestled in India in the 20s, who none of us have ever heard of, who was amazing. Right. Or like I said, Tony Oliver. <laughs> the answer is Tony yeah, Oliver. Tony, the answer is uh, there's 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 some, yeah there's there's some guy that Tony Oliver ripped his whole his whole gimmick off of. Right, exactly. Who wrestled in Portugal in the 40s? None of us will ever see. Who's a genius? Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, the, one of the cool things about you know, like being a wrestler, that's one of the things I talk a lot about on the spot is is the cool things about being a wrestling fan in 2021, not necessarily the wrestling that is actually happening. That maybe not so much, but, but the yeah, fact that right. it is like, Oh man, there's, you know, this stuff is starting to bubble to the surface, uh, historically, right. This French stuff, the, the Chicago stuff we're talking about, you know, the Larry Cheen rock Columbo. I mean, there, you can get a chance of, you know, there's a lot of this stuff, which, you know, nobody has seen in 40 years. You can, you know, watch and, 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 and experience and enjoy pretty cool i mean we 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 complain a lot about how you know the the how awful the social media is and the damage it does to society and all of that 100%. is percent. i mean i don't think the end like, of the rise yeah. of the nazis and it everything doesn't, else doesn't, it yeah, doesn't like the fact i can watch larry but, sheen doesn't excuse but, that but you know it mitigates it a little but, bit but, i guess but the, fact, yeah, the fact of the matter is i can i can pull up larry shane on youtube and watch like two hours of his career a thing I could not have done. Like, if you imagine trying to explain YouTube to, oh like, oh my god, can you imagine? I mean, I, you, you, I mean, the amount of money and uh, and time and energy and uh, that I spent, uh, you know, getting all of this stuff, right? Right. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you remember writing somebody a check for twenty bucks, a hundred bucks however much you were buying you send your name and address to some stranger yeah. you hope isn't I mean, a I, that's how i paid 
through for beer in college. Just, I mean, was was tape dealing, right? Making cop tapes <laughs> and sending it to people. Sure, and, you know. You, right. I, you, I was going to send you something most of the time, and most of the time it was going to be watchable. Not all the time. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was doing some, some deal in the '90s, and like, like eight things happened in a row, and I just, I could, I couldn't get to the post office for like three weeks. And I, I found, found some message board post with somebody bitching about me being yeah. like just the I'm yeah. the worst you know, human I, being of all time. Right. I, like I said, Sorry, man. I'm, like I'm trying. You recorded a, a tape four or five times. You know, <laughs> it's not going to end up looking that great, sadly. And, you know, that's what we had to deal with, right? You get these tapes and sometimes it would just be blue screen. You'd be like, all right, that's, I can hear what's going on, kind of. I've got this tape of like some dinky MMA event, like proto MMA event in Japan from the early nineties. And uh, like, I mean, there's a guy who has like one and a half arms fighting. Sure. Like just elite stuff. If you had this tape, if you had only this tape to go by, you would swear Japan was populated entirely by green people. (laughs) It's like a ninth generation VHS. I got from some dude named Jason in Canada, Jason in Canada. Thank you. Um, yeah, was it the uh, they used to get stick oh, yeah. fighting? I yep. remember I had the stick fighting tape I got from Mike Maymark. And, yeah, you know, Mike might have gotten that one from me. Those I don't know. You got you're the original original I, stick I, I, fighting. I got the original because uh, I got it from a guy who had it, whose copy was at least six generations old. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I mean, that that's oh, yeah. that, that, there's there's some guy who's trying to trying to uh, document the entire history of MMA and pro wrestling. On his YouTube channel, channel Apollo somebody, uh, and yeah, it's it, and it's it's all like you know in the like three sixty seven twenty p video quality. Most of it's better than the oh, copies yeah, I have. Well, I'm not gonna. You don't can't, can't complain about video quality if your guy who was in the was in the where it was in the trenches like we were back in the day, right? You don't complain about anything. It's like oh, I want. I, I love laughing at people today who are like the this the quality of this YouTube video is terrible. It's like three sixty yeah. or whatever. I'm like motherfucker, you don't understand. You were in the you were you didn't but you were uh, in the day you were getting stuff and get getting stuff and then getting stuff. <laughs> if you if you've never looked at a tape and tried to figure out out if that was Yoshiaki Fujiwara or uh, Aja Kong, def, but definitely one of those two. I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> you don't understand. I don't. Yeah, you don't understand. Um, yeah, so let's let's see what what else do we want to say about these guys. We don't. It's inter, an interesting match in the sense that I don't think we understand the context of it, really. Right? We, I, I I I really feel like they're building to something because I know um, they have Cholak is like the world champion of IWA. Um, Shane either is or has been their U.S. champion. Um. And you can tell I you can tell where IWA is in the like promotional rankings because they talk about how Moose Cholak is the only world title claimant who is willing to face any other oh, that, that title classic claimant. horseshit gimmick, right? Yeah. That's that's the oh, we're definitely in like third place <laughs> and trying to make ourselves look good. Yeah. It's the only guy's willing to do it. You know, like, okay, that was like that was, you know, what Tony Atlas said when he was the world champion of the IWCCW too. Right. Exactly. I mean yeah, it's it's the old like uh, Takata, like, oh yeah, all these other fake wrestlers, I can they should face me. Right. 
And I mean, that was yeah. Luthez's shtick when he got older. Is he would he would just present the real world title to whoever would pay him, you know, a thousand bucks to go do that, right? Whether it's CWFI or or what was the was, there's a Adrian Adonis Bob Orton match. I can't remember even what promotion that was from. Is that, is that, I think that was Southwest, Southwest. where Fez comes out and claims the winner of this is his, the real world champion. That was like his. Right. Uh, that was a shtick. I mean, if Fez was still alive, you could probably get him to award that to whoever wins a, a match in Beyond or fucking GC. I mean, like you totally would do it, right? You totally. If Luthez was, was still alive, I would pay yeah, him to do it. I would. I would have, just to have him come out. A hundred percent would come up and, and Nick Gage a title and say, "This is my this is my original title in the nineteen fifties, and Nick Gage is the only guy who's out here being representing real wrestling." You know, he's just that was the. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, whatever you might think about Luthez, that guy was a guy who was. It was Pro wrestlers, a carny. The the best part about Luthez is th- that is just how much of a carny he is, while being in deep denial. Yeah, like he's I'm a shooter, straight, real wrestler. Meanwhile, if you like f- find like southeast footage from the seventies, he's chasing guys around with a bone or something. <laughs> he doesn't raise a Well, I mean, that's the, all of that is that's all gimmicks, right? I'm the real. I'm a real, I'm the real, a real professional wrestler who takes it seriously. This is just as much of a gimmick as I'm George the Animal stealing an animal with a green tongue who eats turnbuckles. It's the same. It's the a variation of the exact same thing, right? Dean Malenko's gimmick is that he was he's a serious wrestler, right? Right. That's the exact same as. Uh, as you know, the new breeds gimmick they came from the future. It's the same shit. There's no difference between it. And, and like every other gimmick, you can do it really well. Like Dean Malenko's good at it. Luthez was good at it. Or you can do it really badly. Davy Richards, not great. Right, sure. I mean that the the indies were just loaded with like you know, guys doing that gimmick back in the, you know, the two thousands. You know, just and I, 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 be honest with you, I love that gimmick. That's my. Yeah, it's great. I am in professional Absolutely, wrestling to beat 100%. up people and make money doing it. Is my I don't mean gimmick. that as a criticism. I just think that people who like will look down on wrestling and gimmicks so, and like venerate people doing serious wrestling gimmicks are conned. Right? I mean, that's the short end of it, right? You're being conned, conned like anybody else. It's not like, you know, if. Yeah. Uh, it's not like. Any, yeah, like I said, there are guys who are great at it and there are guys and then there's Lance Storm or somebody who's just like that that's your this is your work rate god this guy no offense Lance not like I'm holding a grudge from message board beef 20 years ago come, come on the way of the board <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so that so yeah Fez was the first guy to really do that variation of that get classic gimmick right that classic like I'm a serious wrestler gimmick um it's funny <laughs> I don't know. Again, uh, neither of these guys are doing that, really, right? I guess Larry is sorta. I mean, Larry. I mean, Larry's he he's very much like the like, I guess, kind of, sort of a white meat babyface type. He's nothing. He doesn't have a lot of flash to it. He's got a, a really basic gimmick. If you hear him talk at all, he's got a real like a very nineteen fifties aw shucks regular guy sort of. Sort of cadence. Yeah, he's kind of a balding guy. Uh, he looks kind of like a guy who owns a shoe store. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he I mean, 
you, you said that you said it about the ref earlier, but I, I, I've been thinking about this about Shane. He looks like a really athletic Danny DeVito. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like a like, athletic Danny DeVito. The ref's kind of a less athletic Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. When it went into like wrestling instead of comedy, worked out really hard. I mean, in some ways, Moose Cholock looks like if Danny DeVito was was got took like Hulk here, got a. Uh, you know, irrigated by gamma rays or something like that too. It's really it's like I, multiple variations for, of Devito in this match. Oh my god! I, if, if you were if like the, <laughs> the the time periods don't work out, but if you could like cast this match as a movie, you do Danny Devito and John Goodman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Devito, De yeah, that, that's right. That is, that's a really good Cholock uh, comparison, right? Yeah, he is that kind of that. He has kind of because he's kind of a blustery guy. Uh, obviously dangerous. I mean, violent. I mean, Sheen is right. bleeding pretty badly at the end of this match and really taking a beating. But he does kind of have kind of a a goofus energy to him in a lot of ways. Yeah, he does. And that's one of the things I really like in in wrestlers is the ability to flip back and forth between that I'm a weirdo who has is wearing a moose head to the ring. Oh, but also I'll headbutt you in the face and bust you open and make you bleed out. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the great of everybody. one of the real great skills of like you know like being a heel for example in wrestling is that yeah. ability to be kind of you know right they like Ray Ray Trailer was good at it. Arn Anderson is famous for he's it. the master of it right he was the he's the example I always use when I try to describe mm-hmm. compliment somebody else on it in a, in a review as they talk about Arn but it's like you know you can I hear the thing you did I don't think you ever really believed. Uh, that Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci would actually murder Kevin McAllister if they caught him, right? No matter what they said, right, right, like, right. "Oh, we're going to stick." You just never really bo- Pesci a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit, but even in it, certainly Pesci and other things, you believed it. But I don't know at Home Alone whether you ever really believed that those two guys would actually, you know, break each every one of his fingers or whatever the threat was. But you know, there's a you know, Art Anderson can be, you know. He could be Joe Pesci at Home Alone, and then he could be Joe Pesci at Goodfellas, right? I mean, that, that's the, exactly. that's the uh, you know, the brilliance of him. And then and, and Cholock, obviously, very different body type and size than Pesci, but that same sort of thing, where he could be kind of a guy getting, you know, clowned around the ring by Cheen and getting his shoelaces, you know, futzed with, and then come back later and, you know, obliterate the guy with headbutts while he's covered in blood, throw him to the floor violently. And it's really, uh, it really is a... A real skill and talent uh, that he has. It's, it's a thing not very many people can do. To, to be convincing in both of those roles is is really rare. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, Lee, I, I, thanks for uh, coming on and talking to me, my friend. This is a blast. How would uh, folks best get in? Uh, you know, you're, you've got you've got a couple of different Twitter accounts, which I think are fun to follow, right? Give me some plugs here. I hope so. They're 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 fun for me. So um, there's uh, you can find me at Lee Casebolt, uh, and that's just kind of my general whatever shit is floating at the top of my head account. Uh, if you just want to focus on my wrestling stuff, uh, at Fall Wrestling. Um, if you need any uh, very niche wrestling decoration or apparel, I have a Redbubble store. Uh, redbubble.com slash fall wrestling. Phil, do you have your Battle Arts Never Die t-shirt? I do not, no. Oh my god. Do you have it in fact guy? I, 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 they go up to like 6XL. Well, okay, well, I don't know about that fact. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you were like Christina Snowden sized, then we would have a problem. Yeah. But like, P, the, um, but all right, cool. Those of, of size, they have us covered. All right, good to know. Um, I will. Uh, I'll have to keep in mind that in mind. That's a, that maybe that'll get my wife get that free for Christmas or something. There you go. Um, awesome. So yeah. So great. I think certainly uh, if you follow if both of Lee's Twitter accounts, I really enjoy. Fall, he's all, fall wrestling is always posting really cool, you know, pro wrestling stuff, MMA stuff, amateur wrestling stuff. Uh, always get to see like if you want to see like a really excellent takedown in some wrestling tournament. Uh, I'm always like forwarding your clips to like uh, yeah, but, but Dan Maccabi always like, dude, steal this. Steal this takedown. Like, like, like ha- half of half of my tweets off of that account are just just say steal this. Yeah. As <laughs> I, I, w- I wish I had more more like active workers following me just so that wrestling would be better. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Help me help you guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, thanks a lot. This was great. We will be back next week with another episode of Way of the Blade.